Hello, everyone. My name is Cass. I'm Alex. And this month, we are talking about Only Yesterday, directed by Isao Takahata and produced by Studio Ghibli. Alex, did you like this movie? I think. Well, I, was, I thought you were going to say, "What did I think of it?" And I was gonna, I was gonna make a joke about how it's the greatest Puma ad ever made. <laughs> but you, you threw me a curveball there. I asked the question slightly different than I usually do. Yeah. So what did you think yeah. of this movie? It's interesting. Um, like I started, I finally started to kind of develop thoughts about it right at the end, uh, and now we're recording. So I'm not sure if they've fully uh, gelled well, yet. Well, you don't need to have fully developed thoughts in this movie because I have fully developed thoughts in this movie. It's ass. This movie sucks <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, oh boy! All right, all right, all right. Oh. This movie is this movie is piss. This movie is piss. End of sentence. End of statement. Uh, I, I I say that. This movie is really weird because it is a good movie, a pretty good movie, stapled to an awful movie. Um, <laughs> it's like like you could produce a really great edit of this movie by just cutting out all of the scenes with uh, Taiko as an adult. Um, Interesting, and 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 it, that those that, that's the stuff that was mostly not from the source manga. Ah, interesting. Uh, yeah, it's all bad. It's so it's so bad. So this movie, the about the so the first shot of this movie is of Taiko typing on her her NEC PC engine, uh, mm-hmm. and it's all downhill from there. Uh, <laughs> so she does this thing that people do in Japan that I've heard about a, pe- a lot of people doing. It's a popular vacation kind of thing where you go out to the countryside and you do farm work for a week. I do not understand people who do this. I will never <laughs> understand people who do this. This is that is an insane thing to do. We invented civilization so that you don't have to do that. Um, you know, like you are you are so ungrateful to your ancestors for inventing mechanized farming so that you can stay home and type on your NECPC engine and you don't have to pick fucking safflower you piece of shit um but yeah like the, the car the main problem that this movie has is that like takahata was trying to make a movie aimed at adults at, unlike a lot of like animated movies which are sort of like family films or aimed at kids um and i think by aimed at adults what he meant was boring um so so this movie so this movie is about a woman named taiko who's 27 and they draw her like she's 48 um i mean she just has like i mean i was reading about how the animation style and how they how they for the adult section they recorded the audio first and then Um, and animated. they used some like rudimentary performance capture where they would like take video as reference of the actors reading their lines, which makes it look more realistic at the expense of looking worse. Um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't dislike um, it's, the it's, facial it's a, animation. It's a sort of it, like it looks so weird and unnatural, and everybody sort of feels kind of dead-eyed. It kind of feels like 
early 2010s video game animation when they would like cover like real actors faces in tiny dots and then i I didn't feel that at all and Uh. everybody would like and you get like performances by uh, incredible actors whose faces look numb with novocaine like Um, like like i meant like i've seen like the the some of the facial expressions like the smiling reminded me of like sort of trends in like early 2000s manga so like that so it it's so i think kind of the i think oddities that i might have otherwise been struck by at the time i was just like well that's part of that like era this movie came out 10 years before the early 2000s well, that it reached its apogee. Like, <laughs> I, 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 um, I, I, I was sharing a screenshot like, you, earlier. You posted that screenshot of that manga. Those, the, the smiles in this movie and the smiles from that manga look nothing alike to me. Well, I, yeah, I, the, the, the way the kind of the stretchiness, but to it's the not, edges they're and, not stylized in any way. It's, it's the same thing that I dislike about Disney animation, which is that like rather than embracing the fact that it's animation, you can draw anything. You can draw things that are more expressive than real acting. It's this sort of like desperate chasing of realism that just sort of results in something that feels like live action, but worse. Uh, I mean, there was definitely compositions that I felt were if not in if not deliberately at least evoked sort of like documentary style like film work like oh, some yeah. of the candid shots of the farmers it that's it exactly felt... what i mean i think that's bad why would you I, do that <laughs> no I, I well i think it was because like i think it was because for better or for worse like they were takata was trying to like it it feels it feels kind of like a a very kind of i want to say political representation of rural life yeah so this is my other problem with this movie which is that like like and and this movie seems to it makes some statements that i don't think that it's sure that it knows that it's making that are so like here's the thing i have lived in just about every kind of place that a person can live i have i grew up in a mid-sized city i spent many years living in Litchfield County in Connecticut, which is the most rural county in Connecticut. I've lived in New York City, and now I live in Los Angeles. Fuck the countryside. (laughs) Okay? Like, I have zero patience for people who live in cities and, like, fantasize about being a goat farmer or whatever. Fuck you. Okay? Like, because, like, if you're sitting there and 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 you're like, oh, I, you know, the hustle and bustle of the city, all these people around, and it's like, what you've discovered isn't, like the true meaning of existence or whatever by going out and being alone what you've discovered is you're an asshole who can't get along with other people you know like you're a piece of shit and you need to accept it and that's why everybody who lives in the countryside is a piece of shit because it's boring as fuck and you need a car to get anywhere and everyone is super racist that's what the countryside is so i have zero patience for idealization or romanticization of the countryside um, so this movie was doomed to fail on me forever. I can, I can imagine. Um, I mean, <laughs> when you say you've lived everywhere, you mean everywhere in like East, Eastern America and then LA. <laughs> I have lived in all sorts. I haven't li- I, what I, what I meant wasn't I've lived everywhere. What I meant was I've lived in a lot of different sizes of. No, I know. But places. like r- rural America is, I feel r- on the whole remarkably worse than a lot of other rural uh i don't think so i think that 
the country like the Japanese countryside probably has different problems than the American countryside. Oh, for sure. But and I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that like romanticizing what ha- what the country. What happens in this movie is that this lady goes to the countryside. She takes a train to get to the train station, and then takes a train out to the countryside, and then has to get in a car because you need a car to get anywhere in the countryside. And then she has the nerve to be like, "Oh, the city's so full of cars," and it's like, "Lady, you almost get hit by a car in this movie, and that's not in the city." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, no, and no, and like, there is a, tra- I don't know, I don't know if a tradition is too strong a word, but like, we, ha- like, there are, like, at least there are, I can think of a handful just off the top of my head of what you might call kind of rural idols. Um, I can think of infinitely many of them because it's every single right. movie that Hallmark makes. The adult, the adult's plot line of this movie is a glorified Hallmark Christmas movie. You know, it's it's exactly that same shit of like some hustle and bustle city woman moves out and meets a rough and tumble rural guy and she, he shows her the real meaning of Christmas or whatever the fuck. But they don't have Christmas here. So the, she he shows her the real the real meaning of hard work or whatever. And then she decides to stay in the countryside forever. And it's like nobody does that. Nobody would ever do that because the countryside sucks. Like I, I, I was, I was thinking when I froze at the very beginning. Like I wonder, like how much of an impact this film in particular has had on uh, Hosoda's like career. Mm. Uh, because at least like Wolf Children, Summer Wars, both kind of fall into that. Not, not as at like, the very least, like. My problem with Wolf Children, Wolf Children doesn't so much idolize rural life in the sense that. It's not about a woman just sort of like constantly complaining about her privileged city oh, life. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. And and then moving out to the countryside and being like, wow, it's so nice to do a bunch of hard labor instead of typing at a computer. Fuck that. Typing at a computer rules. I never want to do hard labor in my life. Um, you know, like as much as I complain about touching computer, at least I don't have to be outside for it. <laughs> you know, like... Um, like like it's it's just yeah, like yeah. she 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 and so like this woman she grew she spent her entire life in Tokyo and the, and the movie cuts back and forth between her as an adult going on vacation quote unquote vacation to go do paying somebody else to do labor for them which is insane um and uh cutting back with her uh remembering her childhood uh and and specifically her like year in 5th grade when she was when she was 10 years old um, and the bits where she's a kid are actually really great. Um, yeah. because like, so I was dunking on the visual style of the adult sections. It's obviously not the worst animated thing I've ever seen. It demonstrates an immense technical competence. Yeah, I was going like, to say Takahata is an incredible animator and he made, and like, it is gorgeous. It just looks so demonstrably worse than the child sections, which mm-hmm. are, like the backgrounds are in order to give it the sense of like being in a memory a lot of the backgrounds are drawn in completely and they like fade yeah. out to white yeah. at the fringes and they have this sort of like soft watercolor color style yeah and, and it's, it's best, just one of the gorgeous. best looking anime i've ever seen it's amazing and, yeah um and then it cuts back to just sort of like people's weird fish faces um, i mean okay but aside from the from their faces like the content the, the modern day stuff is very good looking too. Yeah, it looks better than most anime that I've ever seen, but it just looks so much worse than the other half of this movie. And it's, it comes off as yeah. really ugly. And I and I think like maybe another reason why like I didn't have a problem with the faces in the contemporary one is because like 
I felt like it, like the really kind of almost hyper realistic style, like worked with the naturalistic dialogue. Like, like when they when he first when uh, what's his face first picks her up from the train station and and they're and they're talking um, and then on the drive, like the it's 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 a really like well done example of naturalistic dialogue like how they kind of like go back and forth and they one of them kind of realizes what they're saying is kind of ridiculous and pauses and laughs and, and, and interrupts and so like i was kind of paying attention to that and i think at least in those cases when when the dialogue yeah, like really the, flows the, the, well that the it, writing is good it's just in service of themes that are delusional um <laughs> You know, like just like, oh, ugh, ah. yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're, like, yeah. The, it's like near the end. I was like, okay, so like, zooming way out, this is like about alienation and like how she's kind of coming to terms with her childhood and how like she has like how she has remembered or misremembered certain parts of her childhood and how. And how her kind of these things that were um, kind of reinforced in her in this these in this kind of like critical period of when she's ten years old has kind of led her to not really understand herself or what she wants. I'm curious why you think that because one of my big problems with this movie is that it feels like you could excise either half of the movie from the other half and not lose anything. Um, well, you know, like it doesn't feel like they connect thematically in any way. Like it doesn't draw a line between her as a child and her as an adult. It, tr- no, they, no, they, they it do tries ex- to during that scene in the car at the end, yeah, and it doesn't make any fucking sense at all. I have no idea what they're talking okay, about. Okay, I think I think I know what they're talking about. Do you want to do that now, or do you want we'll get to? There, we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. So yeah. So she. So yeah. So like she's. It's because, like, the other thing is, like, she's this, like, you know, independent woman. She's single. She lives in a little right. apartment in Tokyo. And the the movie is this sort of, like, it's a long road to walk. Because the other thing about this movie is that it is uh, two hours long and it's in, just interminable. It's just, it's, <laughs> I, it just takes I mean, four fucking like, ever. The first half is basically just vibes. Like, but, I kind yeah. of. Like if if like Honestly, if it wasn't if we weren't plot, on a dead the plot of this movie happens in like the last fifteen minutes and everything prior to that is just vibes. If we weren't on a on like a schedule and or just like threw this on and had like some snacks, it would have been like it. it, it I can imagine it being an extremely chill time. I uh, did, but I uh, like it, well because it you because. because it because wasn't ju- no, it wasn't because I had. It was well, just I know. I know you also have. I know you also have political things, and and that's what I was saying earlier. Is that like, I think there's like a a, a very kind of like broad theme involving alienation, but I think like the way it's implemented <laughs> in in using this kind of idyllic rural mythology. Yeah, though, I mean, yeah, it's like the solution there, there, to your there alienation there are different, there are is not to move out there... to the countryside. The solution to your alienation is to seize the means of production. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we we start getting we get a flashback to her as a ten year old going on vacation, um, to uh, to like a hot spring town and passing out in the bath. <laughs> Um, her, yeah her, her her first kind of taste of quote-unquote country life yeah um and then we get one of the 
best scenes in the movie where they come home and have purchased the pineapple. Uh, and they're it's just so like, good. and they're just like, well, we bought a pineapple from this really expensive shop in Ginza. And then they sit it down on the table and they're like, how do you eat it? Uh, and, and it's like, well, you cut it into rings. And then they're like, well, how do you do that? And they're like, well, we don't know how to eat it. And they just put it on a shelf and they're like, we'll eat it on Sunday. Uh, and then uh, one of them comes home and is like, I know how to eat the pineapple. <laughs> yeah, she, she, got the, she got the sacred knowledge. Yeah, and then they all... They all get a, a, a plate with a single slice of pineapple on it, and they all do that face that, like, the different faces of that lady from that TikTok where she tries kombucha. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, most of them, I don't know, like, at first I thought it was underripe, and that's why it was really, it looked like it was really bitter, but I think they just didn't like it. And so, yeah. like, there's this just long, quiet shot of, like, most of, of them, them just being, like, you can just see the just the betrayal on their faces. Yeah. This, this this pineapple, this this event, has turned out to be such a disappointment. Yeah, and they're all like, uh, and then they, they declare that banana is still the king of fruits, which is correct. <laughs> uh, banana is the king of fruits. Uh, then yeah, so it's the older sister. It starts. The, her name starts with an N. There's a list of characters in the Wikipedia. Um, Nanako. Nanako is the old eldest sister. She's the one who learns how to discover pineapple. Yeko is the middle sister. She's the gay one. <laughs> she uh, is the gay one. We get the, we get a tiny little um, sequence of like talking about the, the sisters and then how her older sister was an arts went to art school. Her middle sister got really into like fashion, and it shows her, it's like she had a she had a huge crush on this. Uh, actress and then it, like she's just like staring at, staring a at the picture and then, and then Teiko walks in and she's like knock before coming in <laughs> she's just <laughs> as if she was doing something horrifically indecent um yeah so yeah what happens next so yeah uh, and then we I think we we then go back to the present day um, and we we remember the Beatles. We remember the uh, Beatles. Yeah, my only next my next notes were about that insane student council meeting. Oh God, the student council meeting scene is so good. <laughs> For like the, this like long suffering teacher is just sitting in the corner while the grade schoolers are. It's like a fucking UN meeting of ten year olds. It's <laughs> yeah, so good. Yeah. <laughs> our debate are debating like. The, what the, should be done about, about people who run in the halls? <laughs> yeah. Everyone seems to agree that they should be punished. Although they're never quite clear on what that means. Uh, and then and then some smart aleck is like, uh, well, if if the um, student council is chasing them, that means that they're running too. And they're just as much in the wrong. And everyone's like, oh, shit. Yeah, and then this goody two shoes stands up and it's like the hall honor shouldn't be punished because it's like a policeman chasing a speeding car. <laughs> and, then, and then she stands up after after that issue is settled, and then decide and then says some people don't finish lunch. I just read an article on the Vietnam War. There are many unfortunate people overseas. We're very lucky. We should be grateful for She's our food. She's such a little brat. She's such a piece of shit. Uh... Uh, she's great uh, you know I love her uh, and then yeah and then uh, Taiko our heroine uh, is 
is suddenly she had been like she they're they're friends but now she's suddenly like just blood drains from her face because she is a notorious uh onion hater who uh will always which love milk which i respect <laughs> and so yeah there's a little scene earlier where she and this kid uh re- discover their their respective uh distastes and and make a deal to trade their uh unwanted items so that they can because they both they both have they, oh they both have at least two things they don't like yeah so there's they, a, and there's a school policy that you can only leave one thing on your plate yeah so they they trade stuff so they so they can get down to one but then tani is like you should not even be able to allow one thing you have to eat everything on your plate and taiko's like you bitch <laughs> yeah it's really good yeah all of like remembering all of this like it's 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 so it's hard to hate this movie because it is very pretty most of the time and because these child sections are all really good like all of like it really is just like if you cut out all of the adult sections this would be a great movie and also it would be like 40 minutes shorter which would make it better (laughs) you know like like you get there's nothing of value in the adult sections like the the child (laughs) sections are a really compelling picture of growing up as a young Japanese girl in the 1960s. Yeah. And, and like they cover a lot of stuff and they do it really well and it's funny and it's touching and it's, you know, sort of emotionally resonant and stuff like that. And the adult sections are just stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no, wait, no, I, I know. I don't entirely disagree. I was just humming along because I was looking at the bananas, uh, 2016 English dub, which is, Daisy Ridley and Dev Patel. Oh God. <laughs> anyway, um. Anyway, um. Yeah, more more fun childhood stuff is the is uh her crush on the little on the other on the little boy. Yeah, he's uh, a very good pitcher. And and uh, the, their old West style face off, um, when. After, oh, yeah. the, after the ball game, she runs away because she she's too confused about what's going on to confront him. And then he catches up to her and the sun's setting and they're standing facing off in, in this alley. Uh, <laughs> it's just the most like. Yeah. And he's just like, do you like rainy she, days? Yeah. Yeah. Days the, the, or sunny days more. <laughs> and she stares at him for a while and then it says cloudy days. This meme says, brought to you by the cloudy day gang. Hell yeah. And then he says me too and then they part ways <laughs> and they're both like fuck yes fuck yes it's like the, like he, he runs off tossing his ball and she just like f- literally floats into the sky <laughs> yeah um <laughs> anyway baseball is cool it'll get you a girlfriend um um yeah and then we go back to uh and then there's this another childhood sequence I, this whole sequence, because there's very little of the adult stuff in this, in like the first like thirty or so minutes of the movie, it's all kid stuff, and it tricked me into thinking this movie was good um, for a little bit because it's all really good. Here's another sequence where all the girls in school go into the gym and are taught about uh, their periods. <laughs> right, and, this and whole it's, thing. it's long. It's really funny and just like it's it's so it's great. It's just it's so good. Um, where yeah, there's so- one girl in the class. Who, who has her period already and started getting it in fourth grade. Uh, and they all start talking about it. And then she tells 
a boy about periods. Um, and it, it rapidly spreads to all of the boys in the school and they start bullying all the girls for having periods. Um, and uh, we learn that the, the girl who gets who, who already has her period, she skips PE when she has it. Um, and that she told this boy about it. And then uh, Taiko freaks out because she's really she's taking the bullying really hard. Yeah. Um, and she um, doesn't and she doesn't want to ever sit out of PE again, because if, now she knows that if she sits out of PE, people are going to think she has a period. Mm-hmm. Um, and she um, and then eventually she gets a cold and she tries to weasel her way out of it to still stay in PE. But eventually but she she has to sit out because her mom writes a note. And then the other girls are like, you should really stay out. You, you have like a fever. Yeah. Uh, and so she's sitting uh, uh, by the side of the of the field watching the other kids play, uh, and somebody comes over and makes fun of them for having a period, and the girl who already has her period just sort of like laughs it off, and it's just like, oh, they're stupid for making fun of us. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And Taiko is freaking out. It is like, it's no laughing matter! <laughs> yeah, um, yeah it, it's, it's a great sequence where like she like learns from this other girl that like, that, like, and there's some great shots and, and and stuff like that and great like where she, like she starts to freak out while they're together and then uh the, the other girl like just laughs it off and like diffuses the situation entirely and completely defangs the bullying by not reacting to it you know and it's it's just like good funny really well executed and obviously really well drawn and animated coming of age stuff you yeah. know um but yeah and then we get the fucking bullshit garbage uh we're back in in adult times um and uh taiko meets up with whatever the fuck his name is toshio um and he's uh and they get in his his tiny little car that he has to own and drive everywhere because he lives in the countryside where you need a car to get anywhere um this is never never addressed um and they listen to hungarian farmer music hungarian farming bangers yeah uh yeah, they do. Yeah, I was looking at the. They also have some um, Bulgarian folklore music. Yeah, they they talk about how Japanese farming might collapse, and this guy like says a bunch of stuff that he read on Wikipedia last night in order to impress the big city girl. Because um, <laughs> yeah, he literally says like last year. Do you remember at the big like barbecue? Um, a bunch of du- dudes crashed it looking for the Tokyo girl. I was one of those dudes. <laughs> She's just like, ha, 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 ha. Um, so yeah, so yeah, and then there's just a bunch of boring shit. We learn about organic farming. We learn about organic farming. And we learn about safflower. Um, and then we saffron. get the most, no, safflower. Oh. Um, and we learn about, um, and then we we get the the world's most effective advertisement for Pumas. <laughs> God, it's so funny. So there's yeah, there's like there's this teen girl in, um, who lives with the family that uh, Taiko is working for, and at one point she asks her mother for five thousand yen, and it's like, what do you need five thousand yen for? This is nineteen eighty two, mind. Uh, and she's like, buy shoes. And she's like, they cost that much now? And she's like, yeah, I'm gonna buy Pumas. And the mom's like, Puma? And it just, it just shows the Puma logo. It does. It does just show the Puma logo. <laughs> this is about where I started watching this movie at one and a half times speed. Oh, okay. 
So, it's... but yeah, and then we get another flashback to um, this another really really great sequence where uh, Taiko as a child like really wants her older sister's uh, like enamel purse. Yeah. Um, and which I think would what should that be translated as vinyl? Ah, because that's what they. I do. I was... I wasn't paying close enough attention to either the the way the purse was drawn or... Yeah, I mean, they looked like just like that shiny plastic. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've never I've never owned a purse. Uh, not only do I know anything about purses, I definitely don't know anything about purse trends in 1960s Japan and, like, 10-year-olds. <laughs> anyway... Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a yeah, very... It's, it's a, yeah, it's a great sequence. She's like, she wants it, and then she, she like... Then, she's trying to play like psychological mind games because she like her older sister is she's like trying to like be like oh i don't want it anyway because her mom is like oh you should give it to her you're too old for it right and she's like and she's like well now i don't want it now that you said it's a, a stupid baby thing for babies yeah uh, uh, but she does still really want it and so and her dad is just this like just just this I don't even know how to describe him. He's, I mean, I, he the, is he is a cop you have to live with. He is he is an asshole. But at this point, he's just kind of like the dude who says nothing. Yeah, um, at the, yeah. At, the, at this point, you you get the sense that he has had three children and he wanted zero children. Yeah. Uh, and so, like afterwards, she's like, quote unquote, massaging him by punching his shoulders, and she's like, "I want to get an enamel purse," and she, he's like, "You." just literally just said you don't want it and she's like but 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 he's like look you said it you gotta fucking stick to what you said better luck next time girly yeah um and she does and this is like classic little kid shit oh yeah like her 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 little kid behavior is so realistic it's so good it's great and yeah and, and she like um, so yeah, she, she take, goes to take her purse out. They're going somewhere fancy. I forget the details. Chinese place. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, and she um, uh, doesn't want to take her purse. She wants this vinyl purse. Uh, and... <laughs> yeah, that, is that really funny thing of her like p- yeah, dragging I mean, her purse across the floor, picking it up, and then just like die, like her all life leaves her and she just falls over. <laughs> it's so good. The animation's so good. Um, yeah, and she... Uh, so she's like, oh, I don't have a purse. And they're like, oh, you should go. She should have. Says, he... I don't want to go. I don't have a purse. And then her dad is like, oh, you should go give her your, your enamel quote. Enamel yeah. Purse. The mom is like, just like Tycho, just lend her your purse for today. Not Tycho. Uh... Yaiko. Uh, yeah, Yaiko. And... and she's like, fine. <laughs> uh, and she stomps upstairs and gets it and then bonks her on the head with it. Um, and then she's like, she, she's, she's like, something in her brain something happens in her brain that isn't normal sense uh and she's like well i don't want to go at all like she just uh she just like decides and then they're like okay (laughs) uh so they start leaving and her her dad like pokes his head and is like you're not coming and he's and she doesn't say anything and he looks at her for a little while and then he leaves yeah he 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 gives he he gives her like as much of a chance as he can like right after he said like if you say something you got to stick to it he's like remember what i said basically like you sure you want to die on this hill of being a brat 
Yeah. And then she, they close the door and then she immediately realizes she's made a huge mistake and she runs outside without her shoes on. And he says, and he goes, oh, no shoes. And then he smacks her in the face. Yeah. Um, and so this is when it's like, this is when we re- remember. Yes. That he's um, a cop. Yeah. A dad is a cop that you have to live with. Um, in the immortal words of uh, Friends of the Table co-host Keith J. Carberry. Oh, and so yeah so then and then she starts crying and she's telling this story to the teenage girl at the uh, in the countryside and then and it, and who's like oh my dad hits me all the time and then she's like this is where i realize this movie sucks ass is that she's like oh well maybe that's better you know when you get hit only once you always have to wonder why it's just, it's um, a really shitty phrasing like the most charitable thing is like there's a different dynamic yeah to that like to the sort of like abusive parenting where like you're hit all the time then the kind where it's like kind of this stochastic violence almost yeah you're constantly on edge wondering like when whether and why it's gonna happen and i don't know if this is true in the u.s but in in or if this is true in japan but in in the u.s there's a whole culture of like specifically like evangelical parents who like read all these books about how like even if you don't want to hit your kid you know you've got to beat the shit out of your kid every time they do anything wrong and they're like forcing themselves to do it as a punishment because it's like the right way to raise raise kids or whatever i read a really good article about this a little while ago that i can't remember where it was um and it would yeah and it's just this sort of whole thing here and like that's one kind of abuse that you can inflict on your child and then this is another kind of abuse where they hit you not because they read some book that says that you got to do it even if you don't want to, but because they're just genuinely mad enough at you to hit you, which is is kind of worse or at the very least almost worse. Um, yeah. Speaking of uh, bad child rearing kind of more broadly, there's like a surprisingly like in-depth flashback about Tycho's difficulties learning math. Yeah, I really liked this flashback as it, a person who struggled to learn math. Yeah, uh, it was really interesting. Like she, yeah, she, it, it like this was like a, a lot of this movie was like, oh, I didn't grow up. Like I, this is really cool, and I really like this. Um, but I didn't like grow wasn't like a ten year old girl in Japan in the sixties, so it I don't exactly relate to it. But this specific section, I was like, oh, yeah, that's this is exactly me. Um, I definitely like like her whole. Yeah, so she she is learning how to divide fractions and she because there's this whole stupid thing in the adults section where they're like eating dinner or lunch or whatever. Who cares? And Taiko says to to what's his face um, that uh, like, did you ever have trouble uh, with fractions as a kid did you ever have trouble like when they told you to reverse the numerator and the denominator did you, did you have trouble with that and he was like no and he was like no and she was like i always had this theory that people who could do that really easily had an easy time in life um <laughs> yeah she's like this, this this other girl i know she was bad at she wasn't great at math but she figured that out and, and now she's totally normal <laughs> yeah she grew up normal and now she has two kids um you know and, and like that's sort of the frustrating thing about the adult sections of this movie is that like that's her perception of what normalcy is and her character journey isn't to realize that that conception of normalcy is stupid but to 
attain, attain that conception of normalcy. Yeah. She just gets it at the end. Like, girl, you're, you're, one of your sisters is gay. Like, you are, you like spend all day on our anti work. Like, you don't have to be normal. Yeah. Like, like this movie, it's a very, like normative movie in mm-hmm. that in the sense that like it it feels like it exists like almost in opposition to like 70s and 80s like women's liberation of like the idea that like women can work and stuff like that and like this the movie's thesis seems to be like oh yeah women can work but they'll be miserable unless they start popping out babies you know like it's it's incredibly gross and regressive um it's it's definitely weird yeah like it, it's just like oh yeah yeah it's it sucks um and she yeah so so there's this but there's this whole section when she's a kid where it's like yeah like yeah, yeah she's it, she's struggling with these fractions and then she comes home with with a math test that she got a 25 on um and her mom is like really disappointed in her and then she's like well i got a headache because i was blowing too much in the previous <laughs> class uh and her mom and, and her, her mom mom's is like, what like the fuck? is that so and she's like yeah <laughs> yeah there, there was it was art class where like they were like they'd like dollop like wet paint on the paper then like blow it in like with a straw or something to like spread it around and uh, some sort of weird I, I feel that sounded vaguely familiar. We might have done something like that. I probably done something like that, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, then her mom's like, well, get your sisters to help you with it. Yeah, and then the sister that actually that she actually likes isn't home, so she has to ask the gay sister, uh, who is like, holy fuck, you're this bad at math? Holy shit, holy Christ, Jesus Christ, and then comes downstairs and is like, have you seen this shit? Yeah, the gay sister is an asshole, to be clear. Every like honestly, everyone in this movie is kind of a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> like everyone in this movie sucks ass. Um, and the mom's like, "Yeah, that's why I told you to help tutor her." And she's like, "But, but it's like it's really bad. Are you like, is she like, is she like dumb or something? Does her brain work right? Uh, like this is yeah. normal." And then her her mom is trying to like do the dishes and not be a. Um, yeah, and, the mom, and right as she as her little gay comes daughter. down the stairs, her but, mom says, "Well, this child isn't normal." And then the, uh, the poor Taiko, they just both turn around and see her just standing there, not facing them. And then she's like, "You had a headache from blowing, didn't you?" <laughs> it's okay. You'll have you just have your sisters tutor you. Yeah, and then her sister is is like just gets really really mad at her, um, and then she and then she tries to like understand. I have this exact. I had this exact rep. I, re- I distinctly remember, not at this age, but in middle school, having the revelation that when you multiply by a fraction, it gets smaller right. and being really mad about it. <laughs> yeah. At like age 11. Yeah. So like, so yeah, it's funny because Yaiko is trying to explain it like kind of at a abst- kind of in a very abstract way. Yeah. And then Taiko isn't getting it. And she's like, but look, okay. So, if, and she draws out a, like a circle and she's like, we have a pie. And then we, so we've a quarter of a pie. About or an a, a, she says an apple. A third actually. of an apple. And then she, she draws it out and she's like, okay, so the, now we have a, like a quarter of the third. And so she's like, clearly like a visual learner. And she, she's trying to understand it here. And Yaiko doesn't understand her approach. And so they're just like, they end up just kind of like talking yeah. past each other. And it's like, 
this really like yeah because what happens is that she's like so what is dividing a fraction like what is the action on this apple conception that represents division yeah and yaiko literally can't she and, and like you can see there's this great brief moment where the camera cuts to her and like just with the way that she's drawn and the expression on her face you can get the sense that like it has given her a glimpse this is what i read into it into like this like yawning existential horror or like epistemological horror <laughs> where she realizes that she has no idea yeah. what the actual action is that division is she's just memorized a set of steps yeah to yeah yeah, yeah. abstractly manipulate symbols and then she just like snaps it back you can't open that box once you <laughs> open that box your performance in school is done <laughs> yeah 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 it's 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 like Yes, it, it, it's it's really, it's, it's it's yeah, it's so subtle how they do her face there. You know, and she's just like, she's clear, like she's trying her best, but she can't meet Tycho like where she is in order to teach her, and so it yeah. just it just completely fails. Yeah, and yeah, and this whole thing, and they're they're talking about her while she's in the other room, but she can clearly hear them through the I walls. No, poor baby they're talking about whether when she fell down the stairs as a child if that's somehow caught up to her and making her bad at <laughs> poor baby um yeah it's that whole sequence is good and then we go back to adult the adult world where uh what's his face i'm not gonna ever remember his name he's he's such a nothing of a character he's such a Don't worthless you? waste of space in this movie. and he and he's like uh you know, we farmers give up too easily. We just yield to the flow and follow what they do in the cities. Let's rethink the real meaning of prosperity. Uh, and and Tycho is like, sir, this is a Wendy's. Uh, <laughs> like, he just says this completely... Like, and, and, like, this exact non-sequitur, I think, represents the problem with this movie, which is that this movie, in the kid sections, presents real incisive criticism of, like contemporary japanese society and then in the adult sections is like the solution is to move to the countryside and grow wheat <laughs> and it's like though that does not follow you know like there's there, so like the next like i think the next kid flashback is when uh she talks about yeah she's like oh i didn't grow up here but i somehow always felt my soul wasn't home here it sucks but yeah and then oh yeah yeah the next kid flashback is she talks about uh, being in a school play as a kid and and she yeah. um and she has this whole there's this whole great flashback where she has like a really tiny bit part and she tries making up extra lines and the teacher doesn't go for it so she then realizes that she can act even when there are no lines um and she apparently does such a good uh, does a good enough job that a student from a local university comes and is like hey we're putting out a play at the university we need a little girl to be one of the characters in the play does she want to play one of the leads and she is really excited about it and her mom is really excited about it and her sisters are really excited about it and then her dad her is fucking like dad her fucking dad who is a cop that you have to live with uh is like no showbiz people are no good um and then the lesson that she and this movie takes away from this is bizarre because after this sequence 
she we get we don't even get a flashback for this because because it sort of breaks the exact sort of correspondence between her at age 27 and her at age 10 so i understand why structurally they wouldn't flash back to this but it's still weird because it's like she's like oh yeah in high school i joined the the drama club and then the only explanation that she provides is it wasn't for me you know like this movie is so dedicated to brushing under the table the idea that she could be fulfilled doing anything but growing corn or whatever the fuck (laughs) But like it just it, it it's just such an unsatisfying explanation. It's like, oh, it wasn't for me. It's like, what do you mean it wasn't for you? Like it it's just it's just this oh it's it Yeah, I mean I did that didn't yeah, that didn't like strike me as hard. I think well you I mean partly because um my my anti country um politics aren't quite as sharpened as yours because it's like <laughs> it, it, it operates under this delusion that if she'd grown up in the countryside she would have had a different life and it's like no dads are cops you have to live with it, in the countryside and too toshio literally says that he's yeah, like i guess are the dads same, the same everywhere, everywhere. Uh, yeah and it, but it's like like the movie doesn't learn anything from this nobody learns anything from this like like it is just like hot raw countryside propaganda yeah i mean there, i did m- mention yeah the weird kind of like political feeling to its the to its bent um which is not to say that like anything isn't political but like it felt it felt very um yeah didactic it, yeah it, it's it's and it, it just it has this completely misguided sense that like the problem is living in a city which is a, a conclusion that a lot of people wrongly come to yeah. you know that the, the problem that you have is that there's just too many people around in the hustle and bustle of city life and it's like no the problem is that you're alienated from the means of production you know that's still a problem even if you move out to the countryside the reason farmers seem like they're happier than you is because farmers are rich because they control the means of production and they underpay immigrants in order to do all the actual work for them Yipe. you know like wrong. uh it's it's just like people have people like that's that's my other hot take is fuck farmers <laughs> um farmers can eat shit but yeah uh, uh but yeah and then there's this whole thing where where she's like you know don't talk don't uh, another girl in her class, Aoki, uh, gets gets the part instead of her, and it, and her mom is like, "Don't tell anyone you got the first offer because that would hurt her feelings." Um, and then she, you know, sort of resolves to deal with it by singing the theme song she had, Shiokori Pumpkin Island." Uh, yeah, and it's yeah, and this, yeah, as I think this, yeah, this weird tension between. Um, the problems that this movie identifies and the bizarre non sequitur well, solutions that identifies. Yeah. But like even the like the theme that I was I that I started like thinking about at the end, which was kind of like yeah, her sense of alienation and cuz like they like you like the way I read it was that like all this like shit she went relatively speaking like this her crummy time at 10 years old was kind of a formative experience in terms of like both her dad kind of grinding her down and like preventing her from exploring things that she was interested in and just the general kind of um in the situation at school where she's so kind of like ashamed of like 
the idea of periods and um, just in that in the kind of the general insecurity there. Uh, and so the yeah, so that's why like you mentioned being annoyed by how she kind of just like glosses over her high school acting um, because I was kind of riding on the assumption that like um, between like the, the stuff we don't see between her flashbacks and now was kind of her almost kind of like sleepwalking in a sense that uh, she had just kind of like, like lost touch with herself, blah, whatever, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so I think that's what they want you to think. Yeah. At the very least. And so, and so like in a weird sort of like psychoanalytic way, like it takes the end of the movie, which we'll get to of her unearthing kind of like, an originating trauma to kind of like figure out uh, yeah. what she really wants. But um, yeah, like, like we, the, her, the connection between her past and her present is that her past is where she starts to formulate this idea that going out to the countryside would be good for her soul or whatever, or it would provide the solution to her problems. And the movie doesn't ever challenge this assumption of her, of hers. It's because it's also the assumption the movie makes. You know, and the movie is so like huffing its own fumes of this like countryside propaganda that it's it never even bothers to justify its assertion that the countryside is better than the city. It's just self-evidently obvious. Yeah. So so the yeah, so the ending, um, it's the last day of her little vacation. The grandma, who she's living, she's living with a family um, and Toshio is like a cousin of the family so she's there with the with the mother mom the dad and the grandma and making a vanilla meringue and the grandma is like uh how, how do you how do you like it here and she's like it fucking whips i love the country uh the country owns and the grandma's like okay you should stay here marry toshio <laughs> yeah she says and then everybody else is like that's insanely rude and they're right that's an insanely rude and weird thing to say. Um, I mean, the mother can't seem to decide if it's a rude or a good, a great idea. The dad is like, let's, let's slow our fucking jets here. Yeah. The dad is like, it doesn't matter whether that's a good idea. That's an insane thing to say. And she just like, she just locks up. Uh, and, yeah, and, and then they, she runs away. They, they have this great little argument between the three of them. And she's just like sitting there and then she, books it yeah Yeah. that that scene too like and the kind of the naturalist dialogue at the beginning when she and toshio are meet for the first time and are driving it felt like it was written for the stage almost like those little sequences like they were there's a lot of ensemble staging in this movie yeah it makes it feel very theatrical yeah um there's not a lot of there's a lot of shots where all the characters are sort of in the same shot um but yeah, and then and then she runs away, and she almost gets run over by a car, which is what happens when you live in the countryside, and everybody has to drive a car to get everywhere. And there's no light on the uh, roads. Yeah, uh, and she gets caught in a thunderstorm, and then she drives with uh, whatever his name is, who Deputy. spontaneously grows a brain, uh, <laughs> and is like... Well, so first, so first she has her last yeah. flashback of this uh, grubby little kid yeah, she it's pig, it's, uh, used it's to sit next to from, uh, from in Kansas. school, uh, and... and he yeah before she gets run over she she sees him and he's like i ain't shaking hands with you and books it uh, and then she gets run over by dev patel and then and then 
he's like, so what the hell is going on? And she tells a story about this kid who um, no one liked because uh, his hands are always filthy and he would pick his nose and just be a kind of a grubby little kid. Uh, but he always seemed to have special animus towards her and how even though she would tell her friends lay off him um, at the end when he transferred to a different school he went around he had like they forced him to shake everyone's hand uh, before he left and uh, and at the end he got to her because they sat next together and he's I ain't shaking your hand and her interpretation of this which I guess is which I think has which is we're supposed to understand as colored kind of her understanding of herself is that uh, he somehow recognized that even though she told her friends to be nice to him and tried to be nice to him, she really hated him the most and was just kind of um, pretending to be nice and and, and, um, playing the part and, she thinks that's what she's doing now uh just kind of being a a tourist here in the country and just playing at being a farmer and the idea that she would marry toshio and live in the country feel it it makes her feel like a phony uh she literally says i'm i'm still a phony at some point And Toshio's like, okay, that's stupid. (laughs) Uh, He's like, okay, so setting aside your whole self-hating thing, like the kid obviously had a crush on you and just like played up his like kind of tough guy persona around you because like basically like he liked you and he and and he felt emasculated by like everyone by his poverty and by his uh dirty hands and so like he basically took it out on you because it was also a way of kind of trying to make himself look cool in front of his crush uh he's like i I know because I was the sh- I was a very similar shitty little kid myself, and she's like, "Oh, uh, yeah." Because the thesis statement of this movie at the very end, uh, and what what she says is, "How come he seemed to sort out my mixed up thoughts?" Um, which is when I I said earlier that uh, the thing about uh, her dad, like the the teen girl's dad hitting her a bunch was the moment that i realized this movie was kind of bad and this is when i realized this movie sucks ass is that the the ultimate thesis statement at the end of this movie is that women are stupid and they need a big strong man to help them figure out their childhood trauma um and then they have babies um you know like it's it's just it sucks i hate it i hate i hate (laughs) this ending sequence because it's finally it finally attempts to confront her intense phoniness and the fact that she's just cosplaying a farmer and then is like, 
in like a matter of like four minutes of this two hour long movie is like oh all of those worries that you have are uh nothing to worry about uh actually you have the soul of a farmer <laughs> fuck you isa takahata <laughs> yeah it's uh, yeah it's it's like it very much feels like two kind of distinct like things this this kind of uh this story about um alienation and searching for like trying to like like understand like even like what you want in the beginning and then this and then the the whole rural idol which is then which are then kind of stapled together it's just like it you mentioned and i didn't know this that like a lot of the adult stuff is not in the original source manga and that explains a lot like it really does just feel like it was all tacked on like because it's bizarre because like it does just feel like all of that stuff was tacked on with some sort of weird ruralist agenda yeah it's well uh shall we nine delights this thing well, we should nine delights. Anyway, uh, walking around. There's a lot of walking around in this movie, and it's there very well is... animated. Um, does the driving count no, as walking? Explicitly not. <laughs> Born to walk, forced to drive. Um. So yeah, my my walking around. I don't know. I'll get, I I will give it a four out of five for walking around because there is a lot of walking around in this movie. And that's it's that's fair. Fellowship. <sighs> it's so weird because the the the. There's the childhood. There is certainly there certainly is fellowship. It's just um, politically suspect. The childhood sections are mostly about Taiko's growing alienation from the people around her. And the adult sections are mostly about Taiko developing a sort of phony fondness for the people around her because they distract her from her alienation. Um, So I don't know. Two out of five. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> Deliciousness. There's not a ton of food in this movie. Uh, yeah, this there's a pineapple. Little... There's the, pu- the pineapple. The pineapple is great, but it's, it's explicitly not delicious. Uh, yeah. Well, I can't, I can't tell if Taiko I think she like, was actually likes like it. it or. I oh, believe, okay. based on yeah, the expression more face, that she was pretending to like it because she wanted... Like, the pineapple scene... I think the more that I think about it, maybe, and this is this might be a stretch, is like the pineapple represents like the cosmopolitanness of the city. That like when you live in Tokyo, you can get you can go to Ginza and get a pineapple. This like foreign exotic fruit, oh, yeah, and then her yeah, desperately yeah, yeah. trying to make herself like that. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and like I can see that, which does. And I, I don't want that to be the case because I like the pineapple scene. And if that were the case, then it would put the pineapple scene in the garbage bin with uh, the all the adult scenes. Uh, so I don't know. One out of five. Uh, Transcendence. This movie doesn't transcend shit. Um, yeah, it's zero out of five. I think it 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 it, it still goes goes the reverse direction. It descends. Uh, goofing. This movie is pretty funny. The, the, yeah, the 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 childhood stuff is it has some yeah. great goofs. Like I laughed out loud at this movie quite a few times. Um, so yeah, I don't know, three out of five because so much of it is is yeah. interminably boring. But 
<laughs> but when there is goof, there are goofs. Uh, amelioration? Let me tell you. Uh, amelioration. No, 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 well, the, the movie attempts amelioration at the end and fails because it is a complete non sequitur. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it 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 aims at amelioration, but whether that is, is succeeds or not. I will give uh, it one out of five for trying. <laughs> uh, some partial Coitus, credit. Blessedly, zero out of five. Thank goodness. Well, but it's definitely foreshadowed. Uh, enthrallment. I was. Uh, I was not I mean, enthralled. Except, I mean, the, yeah, the kid stuff. Even the kid stuff, um, which was good, I would not call enthralling. It, it, that that's fair. Yeah. Uh, uh Yeah. One. one. Uh. Wild card. Uh, what's your wild card? Wild card. Pineapple. Wait, no. Because we already. I was going to say pineapple five out of five, but now you've suddenly problematized the I pineapple. I hate it when I problematize so. the pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, let's see. Uh, old West style showdowns. I'll give it a three out of five. Um, I will say trains, and I will give it a three out of five because there are trains in this movie, and they're really well animated. But the movie is anti-train propaganda. Damn! You would think that somebody who who could animate a train as wonderfully as the opening s- sequence of this movie does would recognize that trains are awesome and cars suck. It's it's a superficial um love of train aesthetics and not train politics you disappoint me asao takahata anyway uh, alex do you have a book to recommend i guess my book for this month is going to be in the woods by a ton of french um doesn't seem like it's any connection because this it's a it's a murder mystery set in uh 80s ireland uh but the 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 tenuous connection is the idea of kind of um less less a political alienation but more an alienation from one's own kind of internal motivations uh the what makes this book interesting is that the narrator is extremely unreliable um not in terms of like what the facts he he relates but like in terms of what he how he represents his own motivations and like feelings like he he is astonishingly like self-deceiving the entire time um and in like in many ways it was insufferable because he's such a piece of shit (laughs) Um, but it was like an incredibly like in like interesting representation of someone who is very very good at like deluding themselves about like who they are and like what their values ultimately are um and the mystery is good too um but i I don't want to spoil spoil too much um but like yeah i read the last 200 pages just like in one go with an extremely elevated heart rate so if that's your jam uh in the woods by uh tana french all right i'll recommend something that is only very tangentially relevant uh 
I'm going to recommend The Railway Journey by Wolfgang Schievelbusch. Its full title is The Railway Journey, The Industrialization and Perception of Time and Space. Um, Wolfgang Schievelbusch is a guy who makes a living writing extremely in-depth nonfiction books about the perception, the historical perception of technology. Um, mm-hmm. so, Are you sure you didn't recommend this before? It sounds okay, familiar. I've, I've talked about it. I think I've talked about it. Have I have I recommended it before? Okay. Let me check and see if I've recommended it before. I don't think I have. I I'm pretty sure I've talked about it. Oh no, I know why I talked about it because I talked about him because he's mentioned in the anime machine, which I did recommend. Oh right. The anime okay. machine spends its intro a lot of its introduction talking about the railway journey, which immediately made me realize got that it. I was going to like the anime machine. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I have not recommended the railway journey. Um. So yes. Uh, so Wolfgang Schievelbusch, yeah. So he wrote another. God, what is the what is his other book called? Uh, uh, Disenchanted Knight, which is a another really really great book about uh the nineteenth century perceptions of the introduction of the electric light. Um, but we're talking about trains. So yeah. So this is a a book about uh basically how people in the nineteenth century saw trains, the way that they thought about it, and and. Like the psychology of how it how it changed people's psychology, how the introduction of railways and railway travel changed changed people, and how people uh, thought about trains and stuff like that in the past. Because like trains are a very normal thing now; everybody understands it. But when they were new, um, you know, a lot of people were scared of them, or a lot of like weird, bizarre myths about how trains went too fast and they would suck all the oxygen out of the air. Um, and and he the reason it gets brought up in the anime machine is because he talks about how uh, the railway journey or, or like traveling via train transforms the world from something that you move through into something you see through a screen that it, and it sort of flattens it with parallax and stuff like that and he he spends a bunch of time talking about that it's a great book and it's not very long it's only like two hundred and fifty pages um, yeah highly recommend. If you are interested in trains, uh, the railway journey by Wolfgang Schievelbusch. Um, Hell yeah! I just realized it's my turn to pick what we're watching next month, and I didn't realize that until literally just now. So give me a second. <laughs> so I, I thought about this during. I, it was not significant enough to bring up during the um, during the conversation when, we were, when I was talking about like non sequitur endings and stuff like that. I thought about mm-hmm. uh, Perfect Blue. Uh, uh, Perfect Blue has perhaps the most inexplicable final two seconds of any movie. Um, and it is, it, it is my problematic fave. It is highly, it's, it's, a, it's a messed up movie. What I, I, I will say, if you have not seen it and you like want to watch it to, for this podcast, I will give that it, a content warning for like graphic sexual assault um but it's great it's phenomenal um yeah it is the movie that it's satoshi Kon's first feature film he made it before he made millennium actress it's really really good uh psychological horror movie um normally i would save horror stuff for october but it's not a very halloweeny horror movie i wouldn't imagine um and uh darren aronofsky ripped yes, it off darren aronofsky right? did rip it off um and then pretended pretended like he hasn't like he didn't like he hasn't seen it uh, yeah he ripped it off for two movies he ripped it off for a shot in requiem and he ripped it off for black swan um oh 
Whereas Black Swan is kind of very perfect blue. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now I do. I kind of, yeah, because I've 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 seen both Requiem and Black Swan, but I've not seen Perfect Blue. Yes, yeah, so this will be interesting going the wrong direction. Um, so yeah, that's what we're watching. Uh, what was the production house for that? I think it was Madhouse, right? Uh, yes, it was Madhouse. So yeah, next month we will be watching Perfect Blue, directed by Satoshi Kon, uh, and produced by Madhouse. Alex, where can people find you on the internet? Online, I remain, unfortunately. Uh, Twitter at dun dun dun. You find me on Mastodon, Catalina at selfie.army, selfie with a Y. I stream sometimes on trash.cloud. And I think that's all I'm willing to dox myself for. <laughs> uh, you can find uh, me on Twitter at profit underscore goddess. You can find me on Mastodon at profit underscore goddess at skeleton.cool. I also stream at trash.cloud. Uh, you can find the video games that I make at profitgoddess.itch.io. No underscore. You can find the show on Twitter at uh, animeish for jerks. And you can find the show on Mastodon at animeish for jerks at skeleton.cool. And you can email us. Please, Please email us. us if you have any questions or comments. Uh, about any of the stuff that we've talked about in this episode or in any other episode, email us at animatorsforjerks at gmail.com. We will definitely read it on the air because we don't get many emails. <laughs> I'm assuming we didn't get no. this one. Uh, so yeah, thanks everybody for watching. Watching? Listening. Thanks everybody for listening. And remember, remember, there's nothing less important than anime. Ikiru